This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Love boat today. Instead, yeah, boat. you get we, one for me. We bring you the big CY and Andy Kamenetsky guys. What's going on? Not much. Got a tank top Tuesday. It's hot out there. It, it is, is hot out there, man. To... I played golf this morning. Yeah. I'm so glad I played early because by the time I left, Clinton, it was cooking. Can't do it. It's one of those deals. Where yeah, I'm going it. to North Carolina next week, and I'm just gonna bake in yeah. the sun. Yes. All right, so let's let's let you guys weigh in on what we were just discussing with if, Jacob. Hey, did you hear this? I did not hear okay, that. Okay, so Andy, okay. Brian Cohen Thanks for found listening. a story. <laughs> well, you know, it's called show prep. Yeah. About an airline mm-hmm. that a woman checked her dog as cargo, so they put it underneath the plane, Ooh. and they have lost her dog. The dog, like, Ooh. got out of the cage, ran away. They can't Ooh. find the dog. Right. May said, if that was my dog, I would sue for $100 million. Now, I don't think he's going to get $100 million. I said, I wonder if you could get $1 million. Jacob said probably not. Probably between two fifty and seven fifty. That would be he the said settlement that on number. Settlement on right. settlement. Clint, and, and Clinton, I said I would trial. take it. Right. And when May said he would take it to trial. Clinton, if you're on the jury, and Mace is asking, let's just say for the sake of argument, sure. Mace is asking for a million dollars. Right. Would you give it to him? It, so here's here's what I was going to say, and this depends. There's a lot of circumstance that depends on this. I've okay. been a dog owner. My dog has since passed. This was years ago. But here's the deal: there are people in the world who have owned dogs. People like myself who think if you're putting your dog underneath a plane, you might not care about your dog that much. Like on a larger which level, which would come up which, in the trial. This is an up. excellent. And point. I'm not saying that it doesn't mean that airports and airplanes are not responsible for pets and companions. But there is a large school of humans who believe, oh, you're rolling the dice right. if you're sticking your dog in a cage and not keeping it by your side at all. Not times. in a million year. I I have two dogs. One right. that's way too big to check. The other one is checkable size. Right. Not in a million years. Yeah, I would never right. check. Well, right. you know, and, Andy, and what people are what people are doing now, and I, it happens all the time. It doesn't matter to me because, like, Lindsay had Chewy in here earlier. Chewy is still here. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Uh, Chewy still on her. Turns yeah. out, and we Mason love and I dog. love dogs, so we told Lindsay bring Chewy in. You know, we. It, but there are other people that react. You know, a, a different way to that. What most people are doing now is. They will make up an excuse to say it's an emotional yeah, support. This animal. is a big scam. And well, no, Mace, remember <laughs> we had that one story where somebody brought like some animal that's not a pet, it like, was like a, a peacock, goat, or, or a peacock, yeah, or a something. little mini horse, right? <laughs> something ridiculous. No, I, my, right. Pet, my and you had a picture of that mini horse. Mem- no, remember you had a picture of the mini horse. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I had a picture of the mini yeah. horse. There was a mini horse on my flight. I'm and like, it, mini I, horse is not a sp- uh, uh, emotional support. And while animal. you specifically, Mace, I do think would be a very sympathetic person. I do think there's a lot of people that are like, bro, you can't take that kind of a risk and expect and, to get a payoff well, and, out and of it even you know if what? the dog does die. Because that could happen even without them making a mistake. That's the other part about this. Well, and to Clinton's point, Mace, we've been saying if like me and you got on the jury, we'd give a lot of money. Yeah. If you get somebody that's not a dog person on the jury, Correct. they would say, well, what's it cost to buy a dog? Right. I mean, they'd be like completely practical. And you would say- I got my dog at a shelter. It didn't cost me anything. And they'd say, well, then I'm not giving you $100 million. I'm giving you $100 for your pain and suffering. Trust me. I would be a killer witness in this that thing. said though well, do we have any details on what actually happened it was just a got off the brian what do no we know dogs? scattered yeah, it was a delta airlines okay in atlanta 
and the lady checked her dog in, and the, somehow the cage opened when they were putting the dog in, and the dog took off on the tarmac. Wow. Oh. Okay, now it that's- It's been a couple days. That's a game changer. See? Okay. But that again, is a game would changer. you give him a million dollars? A million is a lot, but you also said a hundred million, so that's- Well, no, that's what he said he would ask for. I know. I'd I ask for a hundred million. A million bucks is a lot for that. I here, mean, here becomes another problem. Flights, flights for life? Perhaps. Delta yeah. says you get to fly wherever you want for the rest you of your life. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when Kramer spilled hot coffee yes. and they were going to yeah. say, here's what we're, he goes in for the settlement with Jackie Childs. His, his, <laughs> we love Jackie Childs. His lawyer and the guy, the cup of coffee company goes, Mr. Kramer, here's what we're prepared to offer you. For starters, <laughs> free coffee for life. I'll take it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Take what? Exactly. Yeah. You know, okay. but that's, I think that, I mean, if your dog gets out like that, it's a different Well, matter. but here's okay. the, here's the question I have. Who was the last person to handle the crate? Yeah. Was it you or was it the airline? Because if it's you, yeah, it's a good question. That becomes a problem where oh, what you, do you did mean, not. Like, sec- I left the crate. You did unlocked? not Perhaps. properly but secure the crate. But don't the airlines the have their own crates? That, yeah, they have yeah. Their own so crate. I, do I don't they? know. I again, I would never do this. Would like, you? Would you ever check the dog? I never. I, by the way, I, the reason why we just got a third dog. Um, we have a seventeen-year-old, so we'll have two one-year-olds at some point. Oh, that this are is small. A, this is an LA Rams situation, right? Oh, there. it's a tearaway yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like. Does the seventeen-year-old get upset because the other two dogs are, are always on their, their phones? phones? <laughs> right, exactly. This is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a generational <laughs> issue. Hey, yeah. Let me ask you two guys okay. something. I asked Mason yesterday. Speaking of the Rams, yeah. Something or nothing that they lost their last preseason game 41 to nothing. I think I was listening to Travis talk about this earlier, and I think what's interesting about it is that was it even less was on the telecast talking about I hope nobody else is watching this game? Like, it, right. I, I feel no that, starters played for either team. I don't know. I feel like the NFL has to figure out this preseason thing because it is legitimately useless in a lot of ways, right. and it's only dangerous. Although, like, Clinton, here's what complicates it. What's up? I played golf the other day with a guy who is a CFO at one of the networks. Okay. And he was telling me that preseason football, the Rams-Broncos game, 41 to nothing, gets a higher rating than any baseball game except the World Series. I believe Series. that, but I'm talking about so from there's a roster in a man standpoint. You don't need Completely it. agree with it you. Only I would eliminate yeah. the preseason. Mason pays full price for that on his season wow. tickets. Yeah, well, it's you not have like to. I've you don't have a choice. Yeah. Correct. I, so, I would opt out of so that if he I could. pays for, depending, like every year now with 17 games, you either have nine or eight home games. Yeah. So do you know which one it is this year, Mace? Eight. So okay. he, so no, he, nine, nine. So he, he pays for year. 11 games. Right. Yeah. Wow. I, see, the way I would do it is this, Ireland. I would have four total weeks of preseason. Each team plays two games, and you switch it off so that you have the four weeks in terms of the yeah. time you're allowed to assess I players. Have said, you just don't need to play more than two games. I've said to my bosses at the Lakers, we have five preseason games. That's I said three too many. I, I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And they say, you don't understand the revenue it generates for the league. Yeah. And I just said, okay. I guess. I it's just a think, business. People, I just we think forget at some that. Point, at some point, particularly with the NFL, Johnny, is that the revenue-based everything, at some point you're going to run up against an issue, which is that if some idiot gets out there and decides he wants to run over Justin Herbert or whatever and end his career, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was was it worth whatever you paid or right. whether got paid for? I think the NFL is realizing that they've already cut down one. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're realizing we're trending towards less when it comes to the preseason. Well, and I think they're relying more on joint practices. Right. I mean, these joint practices now, the Rams had joint practices and with you, the Broncos. They, and, and they play their starters and, in those. Exactly. Yeah. And, and those things get heated. Ones like, on yeah. players oh. take those seriously. Uh, Aaron Donald was swinging a helmet around yeah. last yeah, season last at one. Year, yeah. I mean, but to answer your question, though, Ireland, I, I think it's something in that – 
it's clear to me the Rams do not have a very good idea of what they're going to look like on the field this year. And that is understandable considering how they construct their rosters, how many new guys they have, never mind what Kelly Stafford is talking about, which we'll get into a little bit later yeah. on the show. I think this is a team that legit has an identity, I don't want to say crisis or problem, but they're at that phase of NFL teams where you win a Super Bowl, you try to figure something out. If that doesn't work, well, then you're just kind of in the middle and you've got to learn what you're going to be for the next couple See, seasons. I think the 41 nothing means nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you, it's you very well could be right. They, I mean, they didn't. They no didn't starters for either team. Played no starters. Well, see, I think. Look, we've got a really young team without a lot of depth, so it makes sense that they may have more depth with the Broncos. It also may have been a little bit more uh, important for Sean Payton to win that game. Yeah, uh, I think perhaps. it's then then McVay, who has a history of not winning preseason. I think yeah. it's nothing. Because I know the Rams' first string isn't very good. I know hey. their second string isn't very hey. good. Hey. I know their third string isn't That's very what good. I'm I, I learned they're nothing not in from tank watching mode. this game. I have heard they are not in tank mode. Well, I mean, uh, and that's that's sort of my point is that there's that in-between ground for a lot of teams that does come in the wake of Super Bowls quite often. Teams will win a Super Bowl, and they've built their rosters constructed for strictly that. They're yeah. not really built for the future. And then all of a sudden, you're just kind of well, in this in-between The other thing territory. to remember is if you're not good – you don't have to try to tank. No. You don't need to be in tank mode. <laughs> right. That's just your mode right. when right. you're playing. If you're not good enough to win, it doesn't matter if you're in tank mode. It doesn't matter if balls to the walls mode. <laughs> Either way, you're not but good. I am going to once again say there's no way anybody knows what the Rams look like right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, Fair enough. I did. We don't know. Undefined. They could be null set. They could surprise the hell they out could. of everybody. They could. I don't know. I mean, uh, come on. Give me uh, well, that. Well, <laughs> Give me that. Have button. you looked at the schedule? Did we, yeah, ma- did we mention Mace They're going to start two and four. What's no, their, I think they're yeah. going to start three and three. They're either going to steal Who the Seattle got? game, the San Francisco game, or the Cincinnati game. This, wait, wait. Cincinnati, Monday night in Cincinnati? They're not they're winning, winning that, that game. They're not winning that game. game. No, I'm saying they got to steal one of the three. Seattle is the stealable game because you don't know if Geno Smith is They normally split with Seattle every year. If they beat Seattle, then they come out of the box three and three. Okay. Well, man, that's a lot. Well, I mean, they're cut. Because they'll beat Arizona, and, and who's the in, third win? Indy. Yeah. I'm not assuming any of those games are wins. I'm just not. You know what I mean? I, I mean, because the Cooper Cup element here is huge. Is he on one yeah, leg or on, is he no, not? No, he's fine. Are we sure? Yeah. Have we seen him play he's football? He's come out and said he's fine. Have yeah. we seen him play football? I mean, no, I have not I, this is how, seen him This play, is how but, I feel about Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know, nobody's seen Joe yeah, Burrow right, throw the Rams a football. have come out and said, Cooper Cup is fine. Cooper okay. Cup has come out and said Cooper okay. Cup is fine. Everybody says okay. Cooper Cup is fine except CY. I'm, I'm just saying. I didn't say he's fine. I said I haven't seen him play football. Oh. That's All what right. I'm saying. Do either one of you guys understand what the hell the Angels did today? Yeah, I do. And But I think that what, what we're going to get into on the show here is that there's a larger discussion to, to me to be had here about like business practices as a baseball team as it relates to the league. If I'm Rob Manfred, I'm calling Artie into my office and I'm saying, hey, buddy, what are you doing? We should because say, we should say what they did. They, yeah. they basically cut five players that they traded for at the trade deadline, exactly. including Lucas Giolito, Randall Grishik, and Hunter Renfro, right. all who are good players. Good yep. players who were sought after by, hello, the team they were on. And they gave up their number two and three prospects to get them. And it just, to me, there's an element of malpractice here on some yep. level that I feel like the commissioner has to say something about. You can't be operating like this. What are you doing? I, I mean, I get it. Moreno is sort of a... That's sort of. He's definitely a very egomaniacal person who makes a lot of emotional moves. But at the risk of the rest of the league, you're thinking to yourself, you got one of the biggest markets in America. Right. What, forget about the Dodgers. This isn't even about the Dodgers. This is about what are you doing as a franchise to make anything better for anybody who wants to give you money? And the answer right now is nothing. Right. You know what I mean? I would be 
and I'll say this a little bit more, we'll get into this, there's a real argument that the Angels should leave Anaheim for the sake of Major League Baseball on the whole. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Who's gonna miss? Who's who's gonna miss the Angels? Well, I've, I make this argument about the Clippers all the time. Seattle is dying for an NBA but team. But the difference Andy. though with the Clippers, though, as much as yeah, it's never gonna be a Clipper town. The Lakers are always gonna be the big team. We we know this. The Clippers are legitimately carving out an identity here. They're a legitimately well-run organization. I think they know. They're never going to overtake the Lakers. They just want to be credible. And they have been, in the Steve Ballmer era, credible. Ten sure. times more so than in the Sterling. Right. Sure. They are Maybe a hundred times yeah, right. more. They're exactly. well run. They've done a lot of outreach around the city. Like, you go to all these different youth courts. They're sponsored by the Clippers. Right. Like, where my daughter plays volleyball at Pan Pacific, those are all Clipper courts. Like, right, but as a business, do- they would have had Seattle to themselves, right, and but, here they'll never well, have. But well, as a business, business, they got a brand new building that they own. Look, as a business that I've driven by, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> the franchise the off. Look, it's they're, like they're, they're, toilets. Hey. If you're thinking about this in terms of business, everybody knows the franchise is valued more here than Seattle. Correct. Yes. So you're never going to be able to trump that. But they're doing things well as an organization. Just you have to accept the idea that you'll never overtake the Lakers. The Lakers will always be a bigger story. Fine. The Angels, though, are just completely rudderless. Renegade operation. Like, That's what it is. It's a it's oh, a Colonel Kurtz in the you know down the river. Oh really? It's that <laughs> like, bad. What are we doing? Yeah. So what are horror. we doing? So you're, you're, you're cannibalizing, cannibalizing your own. So That's you're what, suggesting that the Angels should move out of Anaheim? No. What I'm suggesting is that if I'm the league, I've got to have a serious talk with that franchise about what's going on in terms of how you're running your operation. Right. Plainly, because they're a, a waste of an existence you, you, in a market. But, but That's, that's the thing. Is that you're already they're arguing, 11th in the league in attendance. I mean, okay, but you're arguing with the town you're in about the building you're in. That's that's been the thing that happened. I just. Man, it, it really upsets me. Not because I care about whether or not the Halos win or lose, but because you look at that and you say, yeah, it's a shame and they're easy to make fun of. But you're like, hold on. There are plenty of other places that would not be screwing this up remotely and would care probably a reasonable amount more to the point that this Moreno guy would have to do something. He's a little too comfortable in this market with what he is in order to be able to change. And that, to me, sucks overall for the league. All right. All right. There you go. Lots to, that's a big tee up for yeah. what they got coming. <laughs> tank top Tuesday. I was going to wear I was going to wear a tank top. Well, I mean, we can do it next Tuesday too. Yeah, next it's Tuesday. Part t- of the thing, what know? do you think, John? Should I wear a you tank top? You don't have to only I wear a tank top. top. I won't be here Tuesday, so you I don't get, have to look at it. You can wear it over a hoodie. You I got like I got kind of spaghetti arms. That's so wear wear one over a hoodie. You can be one of those Or you could wear the tank top over a t-shirt. Yeah. Like a jersey. That's good luck. You know, 1980s college basketball. All right, we're back tomorrow at 1. Coming up next for you, Shadano and Cap with the big CY and Andy Kamenetsky, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Tanks out Tuesday, y'all. I got no shirt on under. The guns are out, Beto. What's up, kiddos? Happy Tuesday. It's your boy, the Big CY. AK is here with me. It's Sedano and Cap. It's August 29th. Beto's in the building. Got his feet up. Just kicking it all day. You've been popping in the show. Popping in, popping out. Infiltration, Durant style. I did (laughs) Travis for an hour. I did Mason for half an hour. And then now it's here until, I don't know, because it's 100 degrees outside and there's air conditioning in this beautiful building. Hence so. the reason for Tank Top Tuesdays, AK. Beto's like a radio squatter right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's popping in. Good thing he's got a key. Otherwise, it would be exactly. awkward. Actually, no, by the way, out. I do not have a key. <laughs> That's why he's a squatter. This is why, rule number one, always be nice to secretaries and security guards. This is true. And parking lot attendants, because you know... Never know, you never just, know when you guys and walk through. in like you act. You know the place. I'm like, hey, I already, I left my key upstairs. I'm good. Like, hey, no problem. Hey, um, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. just making it a point. A lot of buddies, a lot of big guys. A like lot Kramer of, said, a lot of captains. I don't really work yeah. here. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just gonna pop in for a little bit. We got a lot on the slate today because I got a lot, not a ton going on in the personal life, but I got some things that I got to do that I got to work out. Um, regarding some, you know, some life situations. Okay, I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna say it because you explained to me one of these things. You got a dilemma. I got, wait, you okay. actually have a dilemma. Okay, so we can wait. Start, you were really taking over the Scott Kaplan role, huh? Start, Starting no, with the personal right away. Oh, listen, if it were up to me, I'd be talking about my personal life pretty much 100. percent Not my personal life, but let's just say non-sports matters pretty much 100 percent of the time. Please explain to them, and by them I mean the audience, what I explained to you when we were doing our show prep. <laughs> so, your barber. Yes, my barber. The barber shop is closing? No. Oh. Okay, well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's back this up a little bit, okay. and I want to include everybody. What do you think my barber looks like, Beto? You're on the west side, so I would say hipsterish. Okay. Anybody else? Any guesses? Lindsay, what do you think my barber actually looks like? I bet you have a female barber. Okay, but no, but I mean, like, what do you think, if upon that, what do you think that person is like? Like, do you think my barber looks like Reese Witherspoon? Do you no think idea. my barber nah, looks Latin. like Felicia Rashad? Okay. A Latina. Okay. Talker. Okay. And AK, what do you think? Um, I'm going to go Felicia Rashad. Okay. Loud, I got this exactly right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she definitely yeah, is Latina. Saying. Definitely has neck tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the so whole- the Hipster's good. Yeah, the, whole, go. the whole deal. Now, the barbershop she worked at was around here. So part of the convenience was I'd go either before TV or after TV or before radio or after radio Mm -hmm. because it was walkable, even if it's a little bit from here. She's very organized. She keeps her stuff, informs all of her patient patients, uh, clients about what she's doing. And I texted her the other day and I was like, yo, can I, you know, can I make an appointment for Wednesday? She's like, yeah, here's the issue. I'm leaving the shop. Okay, she's the shop's not closing. She's, she's leaving, leaving the shop. The shop. Okay, yes, I just it. wanted to get all of that in line so we understood what was happening here. Now, that being said, the shop, little ghetto fam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not even for a shop. And bless me, I've been in some hood barbershops. This is what I grew up in. Yeah, Ben's this, Chili. This yeah, right. joint, no, Ben's Chili. a restaurant. <laughs> this place was even a little ratchet for my taste. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be perfect for me, all right? C- yeah, continue. exactly, exactly. Perfect for you. But I was like, okay, I'm not mad about you leaving the shop, but the convenience factor is I can build it in to other things that I'm doing during the day downtown. She offered, she said, I can come to your place to do a cut or you can come to mine. A personal spot, a personal a per- visit. A personal visit, which okay. I've heard of. It's, you know, not- It's un- a new thing. It's not, un- it's not unrealistic. I have a neighbor mm-hmm. um, on my block. Who that, cuts hair? Well, this neighbor does not cut hair, but the neighbor is always getting- 
his hair cut yeah. by a barber that's doing a house call. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of guys do house calls. Yeah, yeah. right. Always so, on the it's common now. It, I'm not. I'm not freaked out by it. I'm just not really sure what to do. What? It's probably going to be more expensive. It's. I don't. I don't think nah. that's going to be the case. I tip her a ton anyway, and so like we've got a relationship established in that regard. But like, I. I I live in a building that has a common area, and I'm like, I think I kind of want to get my hair cut in the common area. Like, I don't know that I want to be like, yeah, let's go to my balcony. That just feels- Is the common area inside or outside? It's inside, but it's got to- No, nah, you can't do the common area. You got to go inside not? your house. It's it's a huge common area. Mm, it's going to be- They do like paint and sips in there, and there's still plenty yeah, of room for somebody's gonna to complain, hang out. You're, somebody's going to complain that you're going to cut there. Why? The sanitation, uh, you know, sanitary What if we reasons. did it on the roof? As long as there's nobody watching, because you know somebody's gonna snitch. What, I mean, what, what, this is what I'm asking. What would actually be wrong? Like, what are you snitching on? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I saw somebody, because there's always a, a Karen somewhere gonna be like, oh okay, no, there's a business on. going let's, on. Let's here. be realistic. You're right. But what I'm saying is, barring some jerk, what's the actual violation of me doing this in a public space in the building? I don't. I don't know if there's a violation. I. Do, you think it's just poor form? Well, yeah. you're talking about okay. the potential yes. reaction. Really? There's gonna be people who think it's a flex. There are going to be people who think that you are flexing by bringing your barber to you and making sure everybody sees you no. with the bar. I okay, no, I see. Go on. No, Continue no, this not, thread. Look, I, I want to make it clear. Yeah. I'm not saying that that is what Clinton's doing. I'm not saying that's a reasonable reaction. I'm right. saying there will be people who react that way. Because yeah. people use this common room for things like, I don't know, they're Zoom calls. Yeah, to but me, that's work, is... but you're getting your hair cut. Now you're going to leave the hair there. No, you don't leave the hair no, there. Okay, There's you, obviously you a cleanup situation. You don't sweep everything. There's going to be a couple of hairs no, left behind. Th it's a given that it's a... You There's going to be a few it. hairs in the common area regardless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that were left behind from on. a good time, not oh, from whatever. a cut. Whatever. Do it in your restroom, just bro. Just walking past you. Yeah, I mean, hairs fall out. It's not that I wouldn't... I feel like that's a really odd way for somebody to come into my house for the first time my, my apartment for the first time i, I don't i'm not well you never had somebody come give you a massage at your house no oh. bro oh. and sidebar there's you, a massage room at the building oh, that well. might be the move actually the move might be to use the massage room yeah if there's that a massage might room actually be the move because yeah. there are many separate rooms as part of the amenities or whatever yeah i just want to look on my balcony of some when i'm paying five grand a month and see clinton yates getting a haircut what what's the problem though that's what I'm saying. Like, what is the actual but this issue? gets to what I was saying. This Don't gets, get it twisted. This gets to what I'm saying. There will be people that who are just react hating. negatively and yeah. say, look at look at big shot TV radio guy, Clinton Yates, the big CY, wants to make sure everybody sees him with his private hairdresser cutting his hair. Now, I think it's more the sanitary. Like, I, see, okay. A lot of you, is it really that gross? Yeah. A little bit, but here's so my thing is just do it in the restroom. Like my girl that does my hair, I go to her place and she does it in her. This restroom. isn't any more gross than guys who come out of the gym who are sweating their knees off, standing in the elevator. You know what I'm saying? S drinking whatever juice they're drinking, freaking me out. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's not. But any... tus pelos are gonna be everywhere. That's the yeah, but you clean that stuff up. I mean, that the, the, we're assuming we're cleaning up. She's here. a pro. Yeah, she's a pro. Of we're course. Not, we're not but... operating as if this is some sort of a rogue operation. So I just what's so weird <laughs> with not her be a doing fan it in your on. restroom? How much hair though? do you think is gonna? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what's weird about it. I just feel that there's a step in between. Hey, I met you at the shop. Hey, walk into my bathroom. This is what it reminds me of. Mm. Like when you're in when you're in elementary school or high school or whatever. Right. And you see one of your teachers outside <laughs> yes. of school. That's a weird thing. Like I remember when I was in I don't know, probably like middle school age or elementary school age, my parents took me to a Neil Diamond concert. Yes, they're Jewish people of wow. a certain age. Okay. Took me to a Neil Diamond concert. All honesty, great show. Yeah. Neil Diamond puts sure. on a hell of a show. But I remember <laughs> I ran into 
our principal Oof. in the bathroom having a cigarette. That was leverage for me for a while. Marijuana nice. cigarette. The look on his <laughs> face. Good. He knew that I was not supposed to see right. this. And don't get me wrong. He knew you weren't supposed to be there either. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. School night, kid. I love my, like I, I love my barber. She's awesome. Like, actually a very cool person who I would hang out and drink beers with. But that okay. is just, I just feel like, for me, I, I don't, how do I explain this? Uh, I, I don't want question? this person to be up in my crib thinking stuff about me that otherwise might jeopardize well, our relationship. Okay. Is it because she's so a girl? She's going to no, shop. it's not that oh, okay, at all. Okay, it's okay, not okay. that at all. It's just that it's like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't what, know why I feel uncomfortable. What well, do you have in your cu- in your apartment that you don't want? Nothing. It's oh. not about that. It's just like... You've been able to curate the image that you want <laughs> in, in on this, your terms in this, person's life. In this yeah. shop where nothing of your life comes hey, in that I don't truth. otherwise bring what, up. That's right. a good point. Right. The minute you bring her into Casa de Yates... It's a different... She sees things. It's just, I don't know. I just mm. also sort of feel like there's also a level of professionalism that I want to respect within this. And like my house is not set okay. up for somebody to come in and cut my hair. Again, why don't you go to the new shop? Because there is no new shop yet. That's the main issue. Uh, She's still working on getting a place and a new does shop. Does she do stuff at her place? Yeah, I, she does. And I they, thought about that. Yeah. I thought about that option. You know what I mean? That's in play. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because again, I would go to her house. Okay. Well, no questions go. asked. Okay. I might. I'm just saying. How I'm far is she from you? I don't know the, the answer to that, and I also oh. didn't want to ask because I didn't want to get into her business too far. You know what I'm saying? Well, so but like, that's her business because it. she has her business there right now. Hey, I'm just here working this stuff out, y'all. I ain't mm. passing no judgment. All right, so you go to her house. There it yeah, is. exactly. Girl, girl is money. I got to make a decision on this by the time we get out get out of the show today. So that's where we are. I mean, if she's close to here, you can just hop on after. Well, the other thing I thought about was asking if she would come to the studio. <laughs> no. no, not this studio, the television studio uh, okay. where there's a makeup okay. room. Okay. Yes, that's that. That was my actual idea, but I don't know what's going to take. Well, that's like, a truly professional. Wait, you're allowed yeah. to go have your own barber? People have their own makeup people and barbers. No all makeup, but I said I didn't know barber. Oh yeah, yeah. You think all these brothers in the NBA who be popping on the shows don't have their own barbers with them every once in a while? Chuck shows up. All right, let's go. <laughs> Remember Lamar Odom had Chuck. Yeah. yeah, Chuck was good. Barber. I mean, the NBA has. The business is booming on personal barbers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wait, the ma- Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, that this Monster is... 99, bro, because the Yankees... Sidebar, I went to... When I went to the Durham Bulls game like, a couple weeks ago, they have a barber chair in the owner's suite that players actually use. Oh, yeah. It's really weird. But I might I might consider the studio. That might actually be my best option. Damn. Because that way, it's professional on both ends. I wish I could go to the TV studio. <sighs> maybe, same, maybe, Beto, maybe, same. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know the security guard. No, 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 no. They're no, stricter, bro. They're stricter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I'm not, I'm not TVs, but the Duran. <laughs> they are way stricter. All right, listen. We got a lot to talk about today. The Halos are out here making ridiculous moves. Quarterbacks' Ooh. wives have podcasts. Ooh. And, of course. This is Beto's favorite topic. Oh, there man, is man, Winning man. Time, which I want to discuss Ooh. because I actually like that program. You know nope. why? Because I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm Clinton Yates. He's AK. It's Dono and Cap on ESPN Los Angeles. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The 10th annual SoCal Hyundai ESPN LA Golf Classic presented by Coors Light and Hollywood Park Casino next Friday 
at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. And even if you're not golfing with us that day, make plans to be with us for the 19th hole party, party, oh, party. Starting at 4 p.m. with the afternoon show, thanks to Sunday Swagger, San Pedro Fish Market, Craveable, and Tequila Mandala. I'll definitely be there. Oh, the 19th hole, I am hosting that. Are you? Is that oh. right? Oh, is that right? Oh, party, party. Oh, so oh, oh, it's, oh. It's, it's worth knowing. I'm playing, and then I realize because I'm hosting this, I got to stay sober while I'm yes, golfing. Yes, you do. I'll help uh, you out there because I'll be there. So if you, if you need to, if you need to tag back a team, couple, back couple, again. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's been some talk behind the scenes. Of course, the Handsome Man community, the local chapter, we had a meeting. And, you know, as you know, we don't open up the membership books very often. It is not easy to get into the club. Is it like when you're a made the man club. open up the books? Again, again, there has been some talk that we might open up the books at the Black Gold 19th Hole Party. Ooh, yeah, this, a- this could be. It's only previously been open at Mandy's of yore. So there's only two members right now, right? You there's, and well, the there's, president. There's other members. You know, me and the VP are the, we, we are the forward-facing members okay. of the local chapter. But, of course, everybody that was at the first Mandy's is a member of the local chapter as well. Oh. This is what happened at Mandy's 1. That was the big deal for the handsome man community, sort of mm. a coming out party, if you will. How are the elections run? Well, you know, very, very <laughs> diplomatically, of course, which is basically I decide and Los the VP says yes or no. So, that's I mean, how that something goes. of a bloodless coup. Oh, <laughs> there's, an element, there's an element of a bloodless coup, but I'm just saying, for those of you who coup are wondering if there is any reason to show up to the 19th hole at the ESPN LA Golf Tournament, that is a good reason. You and, just might have a chance to get inducted. And some of you were wondering that the parking lot is really small. It is small. It's going to be right? packed uh, because everybody that's playing golf is going to be there. Yeah. So if you want to show up, um, you can park down the street and come on up. Okay. It's uh, it's it, There's a park around the corner. I think I'm going to be doing the whole, like, staying the night afterwards nearby deal because- Oh, there's like, no weird buyer. I mean, you know, oh, whatever. You're going to Fullerton then. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Or, I mean. or Morales' house. Yeah. That's probably out, but um, I, mean, I don't expect to be invited to Morales' house. Why? You're not real friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was a good one. That was a very good one. But what I was saying is I'll probably be doing the Yeah, get out of here. You don't have anything better to do. I will probably be doing the stay after at a local hotel situation because that place is nowhere close to my crib, okay? So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should be fun. Just stay, just stay in the area. I, I probably will be, too. I'm going to get loaded. Before the break brought this up, you guys talked about it a little bit yesterday. Matthew Stafford's wife, Kelly, has a podcast where she was discussing a conversation that was had between the two of them about the current state of him in the locker room, the clubhouse, whatever you want to call it. Do we have the sound? Let's hear it. So Matthew's been in the league a long time, right? We've been talking about this. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. And they have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. So this will be a very interesting season. You know, they're young, they're learning. But he's like, I feel like I can't connect because in the old days, you would come out of come out of practice, you'd shower. This is during training camp. Shower, people would be playing cards, people would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing, you know, but they're they're doing something together. They're playing ping pong. They have a, a tournament going on, doing something, you know, like they're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp and they go straight to their phones. Like no one looks up from their phone. So Matthew was like, I don't even know how to, like, do I, am I the dad? Do I take the phones? Like, what do I do here? I mean, they're, and he's like, I want them to see me as like, not as like a, I don't know. He's like, as the a coach, you know, he feels like they say like, sir to him and shit. he's like, no, no, no. We're on the same level here. We're both <laughs> playing in this league. Like, let me get sir. to know you. 
but he said it's so different and so hard to get to know these guys. He had a book printed out. He asked his or I think it was his equipment guys. Right? Do you have a book printed of all the guys' faces and their names? Because he's like, I don't. I need to know their names. I feel like we don't ever talk. So now I'm gonna find their names and I'm gonna know and I'm gonna be like, hey, so and so, how was your weekend? Like I'm gonna so that they know that I know them and maybe we should get to know each other. Like so, there's some chemistry on the field or okay. something. Okay. Th- th- thank you for that. That was that was that was. Pretty well explained by her. That was a rather detailed layout of Which the situation. Which lets you know this has been a very detailed and likely repeat conversation between Kelly and right. Matt Stafford. Now, I've heard a lot of people, Beto, you included, talk about what do you got your wife on a podcast for? Why are you spilling company secrets? This sounds like an angry situation. I got to admit, number one, this is a real football problem. Like an actual concern for a football team if your starting quarterback feels disconnected from the locker room, whatever the situation may be. I don't think this has to be malicious in order for it to be a concern. Number two, if this is how Matthew Stafford actually feels, I actually kind of appreciate the honesty in terms of the effort. This is a human, how often do we see, oh, it must not be me. It must be the kids that are mistaken. Old guys who refuse to understand that things actually turn over and change, and the problem is not the kids. The problem is, in fact, their dinosaur behind. I appreciate this. Okay, that's interesting because to me, it did, not, it did not sound like to me the way Kelly Stafford is relaying this, and obviously – these are Kelly's words, not Matt Stafford's words, which in and of itself creates something of a problem. Matthew. Does it? This, it right. It's yeah, Matthew, it's true. not Matt. Right. Matthew. This to me did not sound like somebody who thought, I'm the problem or I'm part of the problem. I need to connect because it's just as much me as it is them. Why do, okay, well, why, did you not, why do you not think that? Because, I mean, if you're going to go through the examples of saying, here's what it used to be like, this is clearly because, not what these kids like. Because to me, it sounded like a story relayed with exasperation mm, on okay. his part. And like a basically, these are callow, shallow kids. Yeah, okay. I think that's reading a lot into it. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. I just feel that for a veteran of Matt Stafford's... She didn't say once, like... Where he's like, look, man, they seem like cool kids. Like, he didn't say there was yeah, no but like, I don't expect her to do that. I don't expect her to do that. I don't expect her well, to be out here defending anybody only, else. But I can only go off the way she's relaying this story. But Stafford's never been some sort of monster diva in the league. It's not like the NFL was some wide-eyed situation when he played in the SEC. I think this is a dude who might actually be a little bit embarrassed by this. And it's like, bro. Like, I don't know what to do. If you're t- by what? The idea that nobody likes him. You know what I'm saying? And, like, <laughs> not because they have a problem with him, but because they genuinely do not connect. I, like, and, and here's why I'm saying this. For all of the things that we laud the Rams front office and coaching whatever for, AK, this is something that is part of the program. You got to be able to find a way to, what, they got 40 rookies or whatever it is, some outset, 40 draft, whatever it's an it is. Extremely it's extremely young an, an outrageous team. number. And so whilst it might be fun to sort of get into the back and forth as to who's telling whom what, yo, that's a problem for the actual Rams on the actual football field. Well, I mean, this also speaks to there have been all these reports that the Rams had asked Matthew Stafford to restructure his contract. Yeah. That they had been pretty actively shopping him around and the Rams denied this up and down. And then Matt Stafford confirmed, if nothing else, yeah, they asked me to restructure my contract. We talked about that. It it has been plainly obvious that they shopped him because honestly – why wouldn't they? Right. Frankly, why wouldn't Matt Stafford want to be shopped? Yeah. If, like, I don't – I want to make it clear. Like, regardless of what you think about these comments and whether you think he comes across really get off my lawn or, like, not recognizing, look, dude, 
This is what the money's for. Part mm-hmm. of what the money's for is you have to point. figure out a way to connect. Point. That's why you're making a lot of money this season. I don't blame him if he'd rather not spend what might be like the last one, two, three years of his NFL career sure. with this team. I don't blame him if he'd want to go somewhere else. But let's be honest. It makes no sense for him to be on this team. And this is just another reason why it makes no sense. I, I tend to agree. And I also, part of the reason why I feel like this is a reasonable, I don't want to say beef, but a reasonable sort of gripe, especially if you're on the can talking to your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, the can. is because, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, trust me, you've been married. Anyway, um, what I'm saying is not that I have, but, you know, trust me, things come out that you wouldn't otherwise tell people at that point. Uh, what I'm saying is that, like, you don't want the this is, yeah, right. This is why, like, the way that that franchise was constructed for so long, like, that's what I'm saying. If you're Les Snead, it's like, dude, you guys had no rookies before. You guys were not even draft. You were literally not drafting people for multiple seasons. You were just plucking veterans out of everywhere, and it made sense because the other people understood that transaction. This is a totally different social order, and that's something that I feel like you've got to have a better look at, meaning... They might have thought this guy was going to be gone anyway. They probably thought somebody was going to take that deal, or he might just retire, and they wouldn't have to deal with this problem. Now that it's here, it's awkward. And getting blown out by 40 points in week four of whatever, the last preseason game, nobody cares about that. But if you get on the field and you got a Cooper Cup who's coming back off of an injury, and again, everybody says he's healthy. I haven't seen him play football. I hope he is healthy. That would very much help my fantasy team, the colonizers. He's crucial to that team. But... What I'm saying is that, like, it's a real actual gelling issue that I think the Rams probably should take a little bit more seriously than just worrying about worrying about whether or not Kelly Stafford has a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's all part of the same problem. I mean, like, Kelly Stafford is giving voice whether, whether you think she's doing it just offhanded, not even thinking about what she's doing, whether you think there's something nefarious about it, whatever. She's giving voice to an issue on this team that maybe people wouldn't have known the exact details or, you know, they wouldn't have realized that Matt Stafford, you know, I guess doesn't feel like he knows the names of all his receivers off the top of his head. Right. But it's not hard to imagine a locker room where Matt Stafford feels like he can't connect with these guys because they're so much younger. Like, I remember LeBron, uh, I think it was his first season with the team when he was, you know, he was with Ingram and Lonzo and yeah. Hughes, Josh Hart, Larry Nance. Uh, I think Larry Nance Jr. was on the team. No, that was the year before. But a lot of young guys. Mm-hmm. Talking about how those guys were closer to his son's age yeah. than him. And that means on some level he's going to have a harder time relating to a lot of his roster. I'm sure Matthew Stafford has a difficult time. Right. Because, like, what do they really have to talk about? <laughs> Nothing. Like, you know, football. You would think. But, but even, You would hope. But Beto, then, you would hope your quarterback would be talking about football with his football teammates. But even mm. then, the football that they would talk about is completely different because those guys have no NFL experience. Like right. They, yeah, they don't even point. have war stories to trade. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough scenario, but I know that a lot of people are like, oh, she's out here doing this, she's out here doing that. I don't know Kelly's brand, Lauda. Lindsay, you guys might know it better than I do. It's on the Morning do- After podcast with Kelly Stafford, available on all platforms. There is a YouTube component. <laughs> you stepped up, man. You fumbled the best part. The YouTube ah, component is the best part of everything. What that. is Kelly Stafford's brand, Lindsay? Like, what, what does no she do idea, otherwise? You don't know? Honest, no. I thought you said she had a brand. I know she has a podcast. Okay, but that's it. Like, she doesn't do other she things. She pops off. That seems to be her brand. Okay. I was willing to give her more credit for that because a lot of, listen, in this world, as you say, AK, of the everybody's got a platform. 
Sure. Kelly Stafford, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to the lives that a lot of, for lack of a better term, wags are living. You know what I'm saying? I don't knock it for what it is. I'm just wondering what it is okay. outside of talking about her husband's football let career. Me, let me mm, turn off my mic. What, no, Looking because right I now. don't know either, so okay. I shouldn't say that. Okay, Kelly Stafford does not have a Wikipedia page. Okay. She does not have a Wikipedia entry. So I guess her brand has not accelerated. To Is the she point. on IG doing yes. things that I, make her money go, outside of talking about her sh- husband? I'm not even going to have to. I'm look willing this to up. give her the benefit of the doubt on this, in that because I don't know what she normally talks about on these podcasts. And so if this well, was she, a lot of football, I think she talks a lot about like her life and like okay. her friends and her family and what they do for fun and stuff. Yo, Those kind of things. Funchy, your thoughts Mine. on Yo, she's that. um I just looked this up. She's a registered nurse. That's her oh, other okay. that's her day job. So okay, so her so her side life is not like, I don't know, selling whatever she likes to make in her home or no, likes to buy. Like on goop her or own. something. No, she's not like one of them people. Okay, well here's the other goop. thing too. That's where you went with that. goop. <laughs> she has um Health <laughs> and Beauty. That's her uh, IG. Okay. Over, yeah. Over okay. At, uh usweekly.com. There's an entry. I just Googled Kelly Stafford controversy. Oh, right. um, they have a breakdown of different Kelly Stafford controversies. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, I, listen, I do not keep She's up. She's been a, she might be considered by some a firebrand. Oh, is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Social firebrand socialite. That's a great thing. If, by the way, if I ever like, unfortunately, Paz, you can put firebrand socialite on my tombstone. But my point is, is that I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt on her sole mission is not just to be leaking conversations from her husband. That said, this is not just him talking trash about some guy's car or some guy's girlfriend. This is a real actual thing oh, for the football. Oh, team. absolutely. Yeah. Like if if she was just talking about like a particular receiver that Stafford was saying, like, this guy just doesn't get it. Right. That's a problem. But that could be a guy that look, he's like the fourth or fifth. Who's not going to be on the team in right. six weeks. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe it's not cool of her to do this, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't signal anything that's that big of a deal. What she's talking about is actually a big deal. Right. I totally agree. And so throwing a baby out with the bathwater in terms of where we heard it, I'm not sure if that's smart if you're looking to figure out what the LA Rams are going to be from an identity standpoint this season. Coming up, winning time is chugging along. AK, I want to get your thoughts about it because there is not a YouTube component. He's Andy Kamenetsky. I'm Clinton Yates. This is Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710. Sedano and Cap, AK, and your boy, the big CY. Mentioned something earlier before about Winning Time, the program on HBO. Is that right? I don't know. There, there's so many different channels uh, that I Max, forget. Max, I guess. Max, whatever it's called. Um, and I said part of the reason why I think this show appeals to me so much is because I'm not a Lakers fan and got some, some correspondence, which, again, people think that because you don't like something, it means you hate it. That's not what it is. My point was, as somebody that did not grow up caring about the Lakers any more than any other team on the globe, and that continues to be the case outside of my business interest for this station, obviously I want the Lakers to win because, hello, it's good for business. My point is is that my emotional connection to the team is not one of most people, obviously, who grew up in and around L.A. or rooting for the team. Winning time has gotten to the point where that show is infinitely fascinating to me not because I don't know what's going to happen not because I don't I'm not completely familiar with the ins and outs of it just through the work of my life and knowing what goes on but because I don't have an inherent sort of angle that I'm rooting to see exploited or not exploited or otherwise highlighted there's no inherent mood that I bring to the table when I watch that program as a result it's fascinating, bro. Like, the way that they do it artistically has gotten 10 times better than it was last year, AK. Yeah. I, it, we were talking about this before the show, and Ben and I were talking about winning time yesterday. Like, 
I think the show has actually gotten better this year, even as I know the viewership has gone down. And, that, you know, there's there's a I don't know the latest on it, but I know there's a lot of danger that it could sure. end up being canceled after this season. I think a problem they're running into beyond just HBO slash Max slash whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever these mess. things are called. Yeah. It's an absolute mess. The transition over to Max has been a mess. The whole company is a mess right now. <laughs> okay. I think a problem that they are having is how long can you tell the story of something where everybody, even a lot of casuals, I think, mm -hmm. know how it's going to end. Like everybody knows right now this this impasse between Paul Westhead and Pat Riley. Mm -hmm. If you followed basketball at all, right. you know how it's going to end because you saw Pat Riley win all those championships yeah. and be at the head of Showtime. Like, you know who's going to win the power struggle between Magic and Paul Westhead. You know that the trade request isn't going to be honored. Like, right. there's a lot that you know. And to the show's credit, I think they've done a really good job, like, digging into certain things like the <laughs> dynamic between Jeannie Buss and Dr. Buss. And, right. like, you know, the way she is, to say the least, uncomfortable with the womanizing and things like that. Right. I think they've done a really good job digging into the idea that Paul Westhead is so desperate for respect, like to be respected, yeah. that he's alienating everybody around the him. The system. Like, like The system. These are really good things, but the problem is, as far as like the plot-to-plot -plot beats, like the story arcs, everybody knows them. And I think once the show got off a lot of like the wild, crazy presentation of last year, which I think was a good decision, right. there's mm -hmm. only so long you can do that. Once you get past a lot of like the sex, drugs, rock and roll of it, I think you're left with a lot of people going, I know exactly where this is headed. Now, here's the There's example no I would use, Beto, and I want to know your thoughts on this. It's like going to see a play you've seen before. Yeah. You're looking at the performance and the presentation. Of course you know what happens. You go see the demon Barbara of Fleet Street, you know Bama's get their necks and heads cut off, and they slide down the thing into the meat grinder. You know that. Yeah, my issue with this is move it along. Okay. Like, that's it. It's just the Jason Siegel, uh, Paul Westhead character, we, we, just like you said, we know what's going to happen. But move it along. Let's go. Okay, the system. Okay, great. We know Magic and Fire. Okay, great. It, we don't need two episodes on the builder. We could tell right away they don't like them. The one, two, three system. Our system. That's where I think they're getting to some of the problems, though. Okay. Is they're trying well, to stretch they out what a lot of people know what's going to happen already. I don't have an issue with that because I, I like the performances and I like what it looks like because at the end of the day, oh, the, again, the it looks like it looks not, not everything is designed to stroke the ego of Lakers fans. It's a TV show. No, you know what I'm fine. saying? And I think that this works so well because of that exact fact. I can see but, why but that but frustration would be. I fell asleep again last night. I tried I totally to finish understand it that. I, on Sunday, I was tired and I fell asleep. Okay. I totally get Yesterday, that. Yesterday, I was fresh. I tried to watch it and I fell asleep again. I think it was they made a mistake marketing this to Lakers fans, number one. And it's I still niche. think there's a lot of hangover from the fact that it came out when other shows about the Lakers were part of a thing. So it's still always looked at in that regard. On its own, though, this has been fascinating to me. That scene, the scene last episode where I was like, oh, they got a show show here. Um, McKinney is back. Coaching yes. the Pacers. Westhead is looking at part. him. Okay, so I'm going to describe it to you. The old hamburger West, Hamlet. West, Westhead is looking at him while he's on the court talking to these old players. And there's this shot where you can see that he's looking down at the other end of the court in the warm-ups of the game, Beto. And then there's a realization that comes over Westhead where he's like, yo, 
they A, like him better than me, and B, they don't like me at all. And you see Riles sitting on the bench from a standing thing pop out and sort of looked out. And I'm moving my head away from the microphone, and it's like the visual of it is, here comes Riley, and you're just like, yo, that's it's like good. Anthony Davis. That, yes, that meme they are of him. foreshadowing so much so well that even if you do know, it is a fun little game to play in terms of how they're developing the story. I'm loving it could've for got, that reason. Got there sooner. That's fair, but what's happening? I'm like, you and lose I'm fine people. With. Yeah. And I'm your audience. I don't know that. You, see, that's where I think there's some confusion about that. And that's what my point is. If this is marketed to people who do not otherwise care about the Lakers. No, I'm just talking about a, a sports fan. I'm not even talking about Lakers. fans. I feel you. But I think this that, is sports fan. I'm like, and I'm like bring back Larry. I might, I, might, I might be convinced that this show's probably not that much for sports fans either. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, And that's kind of where I hope it actually gets some legs to, to lit. Like I said, this is me speculating why I think the audience retention is down. Because, as I said earlier, I think a lot of it has been better this year. The show is... <laughs> So well cast. Yeah. So well the acting acted. fantastic. Bro, you know? And it's like that alone for me is enough to keep me. A lot there. of the dialogue is. Because I don't really, even I don't really even good. watch a lot of scripted television, to be honest. I'm not tuning into a whole lot of shows. I'm watching sports. Got my jo- you know what I'm got saying? Got my guy Chickless. Right. Michael Chickless is red out. <laughs> you know what so I'm good? saying? Like, so good. And that's where I'm like, this could w- I don't know how the awards work out. I don't care about awards. I don't even like awards. The Jerry Buscar, but, but I know that fantastic. these acting performances are enough to continue to bring me back to the stage. That's the only thing I'm, I'm staying with it. Yeah. Quincy I'm not, Isaiah is so good as magic so good and then the guy plays the Korean Solomon, Solomon all of these yeah, all of, and, they, and they all work well together yeah. I, I, get, I get your point on Norm Nixon's son playing his dad yeah, that's so which good. is next Phenomenal. level next level Cooper's kid but yeah. that one Michael particular so that good. one particular scene where he where Briley pops it I was like oh alright we got a little artiste yeah. you know what I'm saying it was it was really cool and of course Kurt Rambis introduced into the proceedings, which is just amazing. By the way, I did a little research on this. One thing I did not know about Kurt Rambis, I did not realize he played in Greece mm-hmm. in the 80s, yeah. dog. The 80s. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine what playing in Greece in the 80s before was the NBA, like? Right? That's what I'm saying. He was playing there before he got to the Lakers, after Santa Clara. Is that where he Santa went? Santa Clara. Yep. Bro. The, playing in Greece in 2023 is a mental move that most guys who come out of college in this country would not be prepared for. Not a lucrative gig. <laughs> playing for Greece hey, in the when, 80s. When you go like that, as they call them the hippie. Bro. The hippie out of Santa Clara. Yeah, Can dude, you imagine you being in Athens or wherever in pre-cable in television days? I mean, this guy 80s? must have been running wild. Unbelievable. Anyway. Now he's running the Lakers. Yeah, no, that's a different story. But I, I, I like it, and I kind of like it because I know what's coming, and I want to see how yeah, they I'm do just it. Like, ah, that's if the I watch appeal. It, I watch it. I'm not appointment anymore. Yeah, well, I give. Yeah. I'm waiting for the morning show. Want to let everybody know that after the Trojans' dominating win on Saturday night over San Jose State, it's time for the Nevada Wolfpack to come into the Coliseum on Saturday. Keep listening all day for your chance to win. Family four packs to USC and Nevada from seven ten ESPN. You get out to a USC game this year, Beto. Absolutely. I'm going to go with Mason because I, I heard Mason gives away tickets. Yeah, it's apparently <laughs> it's, no it's how he makes friends, apparently. And then he I'm gets just, uh, I'm, oh, I'm joking. Oh, no. okay. I mean, it's a great way to make friends. It's not a diss. Damn, George, you want to be my friend? It's not a diss. It's a great <laughs> oh, way to make friends, taking people to games. Man, Trust oh, me, it man. works. I've employed that tactic many times. Maybe, maybe That's half the reason it has. try that with you? Bang! <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm out of your bottom. Coming bow. up, we're talking about Trojan football. I'm Clinton Yates. He's AK. This is Donovan Capo on ESPN 710.